podcast yes. is ready. That's not how we start the show. How do we hey, start? The- hey. Oh shit! I fucked it up. I already messed up. All right, back to one. I back to one. Up. Oh, okay. Hey, 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 the podcast is ready. ready. Are you Much happy better. now? Thank Are you, you happy? Thank you. Excellent. Get off my back, Very dude. good. Very Get off good. my back. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Hypercast. We are in week three of Camp Social Distance. And we don't hate each other yet, so I think we're doing okay. We'll see after Blockbuster game today, yeah, though. Yeah. That, that's going to change a lot of the ways again, I feel about you. If I then you owe me you. dinner, just letting you know I'm that. I'm buying you dinner. That's right. I don't even have a bank account, motherfucker. Okay. I'm not buying you anything. Yeah, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Who, who pays me? <clears throat> Nobody. Your, your life. Your wife pays you with affection, and then you have a okay, dog. All right. And well, I have. I have all three of you. You have so get nothing. Out of here. I you don't, have nothing. Don't have but you're shit. still buying dinner. No, we should. You know. We'll argue about the game later. Okay. We're introducing the show right now. Remember? Yeah, yeah. That's true. What are we doing here today? Who are you? I don't know. You? What are we doing Do I know today? You? Hey everybody. I'm Zach Lim Eubank. I am the CCO here at Hyper RPG. Welcome everyone to the show. That. I guess it's a show now. This used to just yeah. be a once-a-week podcast, and now it's daily because, Not anymore. like you, we are living <laughs> through a pandemic. Everyone right now is on lockdown, hopefully around the world. If you're not on lockdown yet, turn around, go inside, go inside. and wash your goddamn Whatever hands. the hell you're doing, stop it. Go inside, wash your hands, and be a responsible human being, for the love of God. And uh, so, like you, we're stuck at home, and we thought we might as well share what we're going through with you, talk to amazing friends, mm-hmm. uh, experience all sorts of wonderful things. Make new friends. On the Twitternets. Is that... Okay. Oh, Jesus. So what, what's on the, what's on the docket today, my friend? Okay. What are we, what are we doing today? Uh, so very exciting day. We got some fun stuff planned. I guess we already kind of spoiled it uh, that we'll be doing Blockbuster. But before we do Blockbuster Party Game, we will be going upstairs into our kitchen, and Malika is going to be cooking. Uh, what do we call it? Beef and peppers and beef. Bell peppers and beef. Bell peppers and beef. Which ties directly into our, our watch along, which is later today. We're doing Cowboy Bebop Part Two. Part Two. I have. Not seen the show before, so last week mm-hmm. we started watching the first four episodes, and by the end of episode four, we decided we were going to watch five more episodes until midnight, and then we both barely it's, uh, it's, made it's, it. It's one of the best it's shows so good. ever. D- it's amazing. Despite the fact that it's animated, whatever, it, it's, it's amazing. It's yeah. absolutely amazing. We got all the way through nine episodes. Mm-hmm. We're going to start at episode 10 tonight, yes. but Malika's going to be making you some... Uh, traditional bell peppers and beef, well, but you with too, beef. you live here. That's true. Yeah. With beef. So we're Making doing that, and then uh, we... I feel like every time we talk about, like, oh, we're going to play Death Stranding, we end up watching, like, five movies oh, in one night. we're not doing that. Not. I took it off the schedule. I forgot to tell you before you put out the schedule. Uh, by the way, uh, because we're watching probably eight to nine episodes of Cowboy Bebop tonight, I'm definitely not playing a video game after. Oh, uh, right then. Update. I didn't put it in let Slack. Me, uh, that's on let me. me. Uh, that's on me. That deleted. Okay. Yeah, that's on me. Great. That's my fault. Great. So it looks like we're doing nine more episodes of Cowboy Bebop tonight. Yeah, that's on me. Oh, God help me. Uh, and then tomorrow, our watch along is going to be Inception Sci Friday. Very, very exciting. Mm-hmm. And uh, we obviously, you guys, if you guys want to interact with the show, you guys have an opportunity to decide what we watch next Thursday. That's true. So we have three options for to, today. Do you want me to pull it up? Yeah. Is that my cue? That's that your cue, cue there, baby boy. All there right. it is. So you have three options. We can either finish Cowboy Bebop, or we can skip and watch Cowboy Bebop the movie, or we can completely shift to uh, Samurai Shampoo. Those are our options for today. Yeah, and yeah. so far, we've already completed here. It looks like next week we've got Evil Dead Watch Long, mm-hmm. John Carter Watch Long, Batman Begins was yeah, chosen yesterday. That's right, that's right. And then we'll find out what we'll fills that up tomorrow. We'll find out what happens today and tomorrow. Yeah, that's right, man. Very, very exciting. You guys, if you want to learn how to support, you guys can go to oneshot.straylogic.com. And your support is very, very much appreciated. And for anyone who might be tuning in for the first time from the front page, welcome, front pagers. Uh, if you have any questions at all, the mods in our chat room are extremely well-versed in all things us, and they can fill you in on everything that's going on. And please do think about using your Twitch Prime sub or subscription, however you want to do it, just to keep the lights on here as we adapt to these crazy times. And speaking of adapting, we've got an interview today. We do. We do have an interview. We, we played a, a little Hopefully game. Hopefully we didn't ruin, ruin this. <laughs> We, we, we played a little game. What yeah. was that, Tuesday night? It, was it feels like Tuesday forever night. ago. That was two days ago. That was <sighs> three, a lifetime three ago. Three weeks, 23 days. Right. God help us. Called uh, yeah. The Complex. It is a FMV, a movie with choices, like a choose-your-own-adventure. Uh, should we just like jump right into the trailer we and, should. and get our guests out? We so should. Let's, let's go to the trailer. Trailer time! Trailer time! 
We stand on the precipice of history. Our teams have been working with some of the country's top scientists. We need proper assurances about these nanocells, Dr. Tennant. Why should we continue to bankroll someone so young? All I can ask is that you trust me. I will deliver. We need to get you on the scene immediately. See? How? Nothing leaves or enters the lab without us knowing about it. The safety of London is paramount. <laughs> we can't risk a bug getting into the city. Help me! Time is running out. The supply tent's been depleted. There's only one fire left. What are you gonna do? The nanocells cannot fall into the wrong hands. Make a decision. Bring this together. I trust you. She'd be sacrificing herself to save millions. I'm not a murderer. How do I save them both? Well, there Spooky. you have it. Spooky. Spooky indeed. So yeah. joining us today, we have Michelle Milet and Paul Rashid. Welcome, both of you. Thank you for joining us. Thanks hey, guys. For Thank you for having us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, I love the fact that, like, just like what Zach was saying, uh, so many, so just so much letter candy happening in our chat room right now. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Which is awesome, which is awesome. Yeah. But yeah, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, very excited to have you both here to talk about this project, which I think it's so interesting that this project came out when it did because of yeah. everything that's kind of going on. You know, <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of people are, are looking for, for ways to just like spend time with their friends and watch movies and play games. But the watch movies part is a little more complicated. Like we're in a unique position where we can kind of facilitate that, but not everybody kind of can yeah but this i feel like is the perfect balance between gaming with your friends but also watching and interacting with a film and uh paul mm -hmm. you you actually made a great point earlier where you were saying how movies you're kind of like in a lean back experience you're just kind of letting it wash over you but mm -hmm. with gaming you're very much like in the front lines you're in there completely yeah when, it's a lean forward experience yeah, yeah, yeah exactly so when you were conceptualizing this whole thing first what what like inspired this idea and, uh, and and what was the process like of, of just writing this and, and creating this? Well, interestingly, I this is kind of like a dream scenario for most directors that the project kind of, you know, fell in my lap almost in the sense that um, I, it was actually written by Lynn Renee Maxey, who was a writer on The Handmaid's Tale. And she had been developing it with one of the producers, Jade Alexander, awesome producer for like five years before this. Um, and then basically John Guarma, who's the other producer, who's sort of quite a prolific and a brilliant producer that I've always wanted to work with here in Wales, um, in the UK, saw my last film, White Chamber, and was like, look, I've got this film called the Com this interactive film called The Complex. I really like what you did on White Chamber. And I think you could, you know, I'd like you to pitch for, for The Complex. I think you could bring something really interesting to it. So I pitched and thankfully they liked it and gave me this massive opportunity. And, and I've always been a casual gamer in my, in my life. I wouldn't say I'm a gamer per se, because I know that entails, that's a big sort of, you know, that's a big moniker to kind of carry. But um, I've always been a casual gamer and, and most of the scripts that I do write have tried, have sort of like played the structure um, with regards to timelines and stuff like that. So being able to wrap my head around, you know, branching narratives and how to sort of, you know, shoot that and tell, tell a, cohesive story on all the different branches it was a challenge i really relished and something i was able to wrap my head around really quickly so um it was yeah it was something i wish i could say i conceptualized it from the beginning and you know built it all in my head but i kind of came on at a, a later stage when all you know all the conceptualizing and genius had been done beforehand so yeah and michelle was there anything different for you acting in a interactive movie and outside of acting in something like a typical movie yeah, I mean, um, because of the amount of choices that are presented in this film, it was difficult. We also had some time restrictions. You know, we shot this movie in four 
four to five weeks, I think total. And, and we had to shoot like <laughs> so many different versions of each scene and, or not each scene, but like a lot of scenes. So it, for me, it was kind of like a crazy acting exercise of being able to be like, okay, so in this version, this is how I feel about this character. All right. And now let's like jump to a completely different emotional state. And now we have to jump back to this state. So it was just like being able to kind of quickly snap in and out of different emotions and different relationships was a challenge. And I think a challenge for everybody. Um, but thankfully, Paul was amazing at keeping us all extremely organized <laughs> um, and just like giving us the time we needed to make sure that we could uh, perform within that emotion as authentically as possible. But yeah, it was definitely a challenge and different. I've never done anything like that before. Well, you absolutely killed it. And Paul, I, I wanted to ask you, you um, how many different endings do you do you have for the game? Are, are you even telling uh, people? There are eight. Eight or endings. Nine. Eight or nine? Eight or nine <laughs> endings. Eight or nine endings. You put me on the spot there. But yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, there are eight endings. There are eight endings. So I don't um, want to put the chat room on blast, but they made a bunch of wrong choices and gave us <clears> a <throat> uh, a bad ending. We made we allowed the chat room to make no our choices. choices. Well, <laughs> I mean, it ended up with the lead character's death, so I'm not necessarily uh, think. I don't know if that's the best choice. Um, but it I do have. You like up endings or down endings? Yeah, yeah you know. it, it depends, right? Chat room's just blaming you, so it's I'm fine. I'm sure they are, but. Uh, I, I did have one question and one bone to pick, and I don't know uh, who this bone is better to pick with, whether it's Paul or Michelle here. So, you know, I don't want to spoil Michelle. anything. Yeah. Okay, oh, this is probably oh, definitely oh. Michelle's call then. Uh, <laughs> Michelle, in that final scene that we had with you, you had a machine gun. Uh, mm. a submachine gun, an Uzi. And um, I don't want to spoil too many things for the audience, but there was a choice made of uh, uh, a certain fuck Emily. Um, <laughs> and uh, and our, our, biggest, <laughs> our biggest bone to pick there was like, you had a machine gun and there were two people standing next to her with machine guns and you did a great job shooting Emily directly in the chest. <laughs> Uh, you took. Did I? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you got her really good. It was. It was yeah. choice. Um, but then um, you stopped firing, and uh, the other two with machine guns um, responded in kind. Uh, and I, I was just wondering, you know, why? Why not mow down the whole group with the machine just gun? Just I just it. was wondering in that instance, fuck Emily, but also fuck the two dudes standing next to her with machine guns yeah. pointed at you. I know, but I think, you know. Amy Tennant is uh, an empathetic human being who only has to make those choices specifically. That's what separates her from a monster. That Do you was know what I mean? Yeah. Like, way too like, good of an answer. Those guys were just that... doing a job. Those guys were just there <laughs> doing, that, doing the job. Right? Yeah. yeah, they're yeah, just Emily, there. Emily they, was like, the one who deserved it. Maybe they have like families. Maybe they're like you know in some debt, and they just pick this gig up on the side. And you know they they are school teachers. Like a Amy Tennant doesn't know, and she's not gonna do that. Yeah. So that, um yeah, she's that was just a good person. A very measured response that I regret asking the question. Now. <laughs> here's a, here's an even better question. What are your thoughts on Reese? Because my, my God, <laughs> we were my, my we were thought? like this guy, mm. this guy, this character. Uh, our chat room felt different feelings for Reese than than we did. We, <laughs> as the people having to watch the chat room make these terrible choices, uh, really hated Reese and and, and and honestly think Amy could do a lot better. Um, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. spoiler, she died, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. But well, you know, in our version, at least in our version, yeah. yeah. No, but I mean, um, like, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, 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 um, go ahead. I uh, I think Reese is like that that guy that sort of just has a hold on you because you know that fundamentally they're good, but they make so know. many fuckboy choices. Right, right, <laughs> yes, right. You know, but I think we've all been in a situation, whether it's male or female, where you're attracted to somebody that's bad for you, and maybe people can empathize with that. You know, yeah. <laughs> and I was really sad to hear from Paul this morning that a majority of people are choosing to save Reese at the end. Yeah. 100%. I'm I have not really – I don't think I've seen on, the, on Twitter or anything someone who's saved Claire. In that oh, like man, end of that, act two man. choice, I don't think I've seen it. Looks yeah, like we're like, re uh, looks like we're replaying that thing this weekend. Yeah, yeah. yeah it looks like yeah. I'm gonna have, have to. to give Claire the uh, benefit the of the doubt there. Respect that she fucking well deserves. Right. <laughs> yeah, also, everyone though, like, yeah. Al Weaver, uh, who plays Reese, is a 
charming son of a gun. Like, he really <laughs> is. He's got that British charm. You that know, northern like, British charm. Even yeah, that northern, that Jon Snow accent. Like, it's yeah. just hard to to deny him, I think. Yeah. He's a phenomenal actor as well. He's, a, he's yes. an awesome guy. Yeah, yeah. So Yeah, yeah. he's great. Yeah. He won a lot of people over, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it surprised me. It honestly, honestly did. So, Paul, I you, you said you have a background doing uh, f- films, as, um, and mm. like you have one on Netflix right now that people can go watch if they would like. Yes, White Chamber. Yeah. Uh, you should go check it out, everybody that's watching. Do. But not right now, because stay here. Don't, don't, don't do you it dare. now. Wait till later. Don't go. Wait yeah. eight hours, in fact, because we're here all day. <laughs> uh, but then do whatever you want after that. You can do whatever you want after that. Uh, but, you know, what was that transition like and how much time did it take you to wrap your head around shifting from the idea of a very clear goal within your narrative from point A to point B and, and shifting into that branching narrative uh, mindset? Well, first of all, I didn't have that much time to do it because I think I came, in, I came on board at the end of January last year and then we were, we were cameras were rolling by start of April, I think, around this time last year. Mm-hmm. So I didn't which I think I work best that way when I do have deadlines set for myself. So it was kind of just, it was brilliant. It was like three months of just immersing myself in, you know, cause obviously I'd played video games that had a similar structure to this, like heavy rain um, until dawn. Oh, yeah. And I just sort of like refreshed on those, which are amazing by the way, everyone needs to play so those, good. especially until dawn. I loved until dawn. I think that's just such a brilliant example of like a great interactive narrative. And obviously um, where's interactives last films, late shift, which I think is fantastic. Obviously, the great Bandersnatch, which kind of really put this format on the map in a mainstream way. So it was kind of, you know, immersing myself in all the limited but brilliant content that is in the space and kind of formulating my own ideas about it, my own logic, my own, you know, my own patterns of thinking as to what makes an interesting narrative and what makes interesting decisions. Because I think what if you want to hook the audience you need to place a stake on every single decision that is there whether that is an emotional stake or a moral stake or you know wanting to learn more about you know a certain character so it's an expositional stake in some ways um so i think yeah it was kind of almost just a crash course in my that i kind of had to do myself uh like a university kind of study so it was really interesting and i had only sort of like three four months to do it so it was like really intense but so so fun and enjoyable so a question for, for both of you, when it comes to, so you, you come into this project, it's kind of written out and kind of structured out, but once you kind of get into, for Michelle, into your character, and then for you as like the director, is there a lot of collaboration? And once you really start feeling out the characters, do you at any point make alterations to any choices based on, you know, new things that you discover about the character? Or do you kind of, because it because you came into it where it was already kind of like planned out or written out at least, do you kind of stick with what was there? Uh, I mean, for me, it's like you, you prep your character the way that you always do, mm-hmm. um, or whatever that looks like. But, um, it was kind of a, a great lesson in, we were sort of talking about improv before it wasn't at all improvised, but being flexible with switching up so you can have an idea in your head about how you'd like the scene to play out. But then you realize that you know, it, that doesn't work within this format or because we have to go here and we um, were just somewhere else before and we have so many different options and you kind of have to be able to like adjust really quickly. And so I think we all sort of, it was a new, it was a new thing. We didn't have the time to, you know, have a full day of just like one scene. We had to like move really quickly, be adaptable, listen to Paul um, and just like trust him because again, he was the leader of this ship big time. And like, you know, directors usually are, but like he really had a crazy job in just keeping things organized and knowing where we all were and where we had to go. Um, and so I think I can speak for all the actors at least. Like, we we're super, super lucky to have Paul mm. be there for us, or thank else you. I don't know, it could have been a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you, Michelle. Yeah. Um, by the same token, yeah. um, I think Michelle was doing herself a disservice because we did have a little um, rehearsal period beforehand. And that was actually where, you know, as you guys have referenced before, that recent Amy relationship, that was something such a, it was a, un- a very unique type of, type of relationship that what came as a byproduct of what Michelle brought as such a multifaceted actress to the character of Amy and what Al brought to the character of Reese that 
it wasn't the, their relationship didn't have quite that dynamic on the page um they brought so much extra to it emotionally i mean there's one scene in particular which we actually shot a few different emotional ways depend and which wasn't initially in the script which is when if you if you get this when Reese gets stabbed in the leg spoiler alert and you pick the option to clean his wound with water um Alan Michelle actually on the day through the different takes experimented with different emotions oh my god that slap was one of my favorite moments (laughs) oh man that slap was so good so good i mean we were on train fuck reese from the start so that's that slap was we were like you needed that yeah Yeah. Yeah. but those kind of organic moments really sort of you know a few of them were on the page a few of them won and they kind of really came from that rehearsal period and even on set sometimes just the vibe between Michelle and Al to just kind of make that kind of magic that you get sometimes just on set mm-hmm. um, was, you know, really testament to how fantastic they were, you know, not only having to hold all the information in their head, but also bring new things all the time. Um, that was fantastic. And, you know, the testament to how brilliant they both are. Aww, thanks, Paul. Was there any, was there any consideration and I, I I don't know the production schedule, but was there any consideration of trying to shoot this in order just to help you guys keep track of what was happening? Or was that just like, is that, was it just like a regular movie where it's an impossibility? You just kind of have to go with whatever the schedule dictates. No, I always actually try to shoot things as chronologically as possible, just because I prefer, I think actors prefer, I think crew prefer it. Those people who, who, who have read the script and the ones who haven't read the script because they can, and they can get on, you know, they can hop on board about what's going on if they have some kind of idea and they can see it unfolding on set. I just think it makes everybody's lives easier, you know, creatively. But obviously I know it's it's totally impossible in some productions, but it's something I always really strive for if we can. And I think we, we largely did. I mean, definitely the first day of shoot was that whole kinder um, tent scene. Mm-hmm. You know, all of that was shot in one day on the first day. Um, you know, and that's, you know, we really chucked them in at the deep end, like that first scene that we shot in that tent was the first, yeah, it's the first scene that you see. So, mm-hmm. um, I think, and I think that really helped Michelle, you, you might be able to, you know, shed more light on how you felt about that. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, it's rare that you get to shoot in order, like Paul said, like, cause usually it's impossible. So it was nice. Um, especially in something like this that I did find, I was quite nervous walking into this project just because of the amount <laughs> that it that it is and was um but I, yeah it was a nice way to kind of get in and like start the movie and and also just kind of get those like initial n- nerves out and and really just hone in on like okay so this is the tone this is where we're starting from and then you could always just refer oh. <laughs> sorry <laughs> we can always just refer back to that first right. state because it just yeah it's like that's that was the tone and it was made very clear which was nice so yeah so uh for all the people who are watching right now uh if you get active in the chat room we have a code of the game to mm, give away that's true uh, so one of the mods will pull a winner but you can't win unless you say something in the chat so what what do you want to know from the chat today yesterday we yesterday we asked them what their favorite cookie was Ooh. uh what do, what do you want to know about uh, the chat today Oh, that's a good question. Thanks for putting me on, on the spot okay, there. Okay, meatloaf or lasagna? <laughs> oh! Are you a meatloaf or a lasagna person? Let us know in the chat. You can't <laughs> technically win a code unless you say something in the chat. So you might as well answer the question, <laughs> meatloaf or lasagna. So we're going to shift There's gear. only one right answer. Okay, oh, 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 oh. You have opinions. There's opinions on this. Let's, let's get into okay. it. Okay, all right, let's go. What do you got? <laughs> I mean, it should call me lasagna, surely. Yeah. Surely. yeah. Yeah, I mean... Is yeah. it even a debate? Okay, I was like worried that you were going to say meatloaf and it was going <laughs> to no. be this weird tension for the rest of the show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. I guess the tension's there because I'm allergic to dairy, so I was going meatloaf. Mm. Whoa. Yeah. Like, well, that's, that's three to one, so get out of here. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> it's also that I'm worried my wife might be watching upstairs and she makes meatloaf she's and gonna, doesn't make she's lasagna. Gonna come downstairs and if, and I just... say, if I say lasagna, <laughs> I'm in deep shit. Yeah, that's true. I've you're a been, wise man. Yeah, I've already been yelled at once for being like, oh, your, your meatloaf's okay. <laughs> I got trouble for that. Oh, my God. Uh, I got trouble for that. Uh, the one thing that I, that I do want to bring up, so this was my first experience. Um, I, I keep – we refer to it as a let's play. And I kind of keep going back for like, how do I, what do I call this thing? An interactive movie? But, but in any case, I thought it was so incredibly fun doing this. And I really would like to see more of these types of projects 
because especially like because of the kind of the situation that we're mm-hmm. in, I think it's an amazing way to spend time with your friends and spend time like we're lucky enough again that we get to do with an audience. And I thought that was great that we b- were able to like yeah. get the audience involved on the choices. Do you guys think and maybe there are a lot of conversations happening out there about this type of stuff, but do you think that this is something that more studios and filmmakers should embrace or do you think like you need to kind of have like a, I don't know, like a, like a particular outlook on what you want to make before you do something like this? Because I feel like this would be very complicated to even design. Paul, I'm going to let you <laughs> get in on this. <laughs> well, I think, I think such is the nature of people out there at the moment. A lot of the, you know, a lot of things that I read about interactive format is, especially from the film side, a lot of people are kind of turning their nose up at it in a certain way because mm-hmm. they think that, Interactive film, interactive film is trying to replace linear traditional film in some way, or you know, but it's it's not that. It's an alternative format. It's a different yeah. format. That's a hybrid mm-hmm. between the two. It's not here to replace ga- any kind of video game format or any kind of film format. It's here to be its own thing. Because I think now more than ever, when this golden age where people are consuming so much content and there's such a demand for it, mm-hmm. you know, having alternative formats and and ways of viewing things and enjoying things and experiencing things can only be a good thing so that's why i really and i really enjoy the format as 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 a as a a consumer myself so you know i think that there's definitely space for it there's definitely you know and we're going to find out over the coming you know years um two three four years whether how big that audience is but i think it is considerable enough for more things to get made and things to get made on a bigger scale on a bigger budget you know studios to get involved but no one's saying to sacrifice any of yeah, the other great no. traditional films or traditional games. I think it's just there's space for the space for this. And I'm going to put Adam on blaster a little bit. Part of the issue is he's just not cultured and he's just unaware. Of him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, just, I'm shutting the show just, down. You just got to get your shit together, man. There's already uh, there's a ton of FMVs out there. You just got to culture yourself. Okay. Well, there isn't one for Letterkenny yet. So when I'm going to kick your ass at Blockbuster. When, uh, uh, this, okay. You're going mm-hmm. down today, okay. man. Yeah, well, there's we'll no way. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, no we'll, way at we'll see all. who's crying later. Um, but no, oh my God, if they made a Letterkenny FMB. Oh, yeah. Yeah, how's that? Okay. <laughs> I don't care how yeah, they do I'm it. Like, Just do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, how would that? Uh, speaking of which, so we're obviously big fans of the show, and we made an oath that we were not, we would do our best to not quote the show. Okay, pitter patter, come on. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm gonna, you did it before me. Um, but you guys did have a tour that you were going to do, and now it's been postponed. Um, yeah. can you give us a little bit of information, like what the, what the tour kind of entailed and you probably have no idea as of right now when that's going to come back. Yeah. Well, we were on tour. Um, we left like end of February and the tour is a, a North American tour is myself and eight of, of the other like lead guys. So it was me and the boys on a tour bus and we were God bless you. In, yeah, it was, a little, it was, it was great, but you know um anyways <laughs> we started in uh pei and then we were ending end of april um in los angeles and it was like 30 no it was like 42 shows wow um in 39 cities and it was yeah it was a monster and uh we did nine shows the last show that we did was in detroit we played at the um, masonic temple which is like a pretty iconic theater space it was like super beautiful and and it was amazing it was like our first american show and um and it went really well uh and we were super stoked we were like on a high and the show you know started to feel like really great and and uh and then we went to buffalo new york we had a day off and and it just like the tone online with like news just really switched mm-hmm. in, a, in a span of 24 hours. I don't know if you guys felt the same way, but oh, it was yeah. all of a sudden it was just like, holy shit, this is like really serious. And we're doing meet and greets. We met probably 2000 people and like in those nine shows, like shaking hands, taking yeah. photos, like, and letter Kenny is a really, um, you know, it's like a really warm show, small town values. And so for us to have gone into theaters and like canceled meeting people felt really just like not what the show is about or what we're trying to put out there. So that was tricky. And then, yeah, we literally just got a call like 20 minutes before we were heading to the venue being like, so the tour is postponed. Uh, 
you have 20 minutes and we have to get into the tour bus and cross the border because we um not sure if you'd be yeah, able we're to get not, back yeah well exactly and literally it was like if we had waited two more days people were like waiting at the border for like eight eight hours Jeez. and and stuff so we left right away or sorry we left in the, at, at the right time but it was it was pretty heartbreaking yeah like, you know yeah and we feel shitty because a lot of people you know were reaching out and they're really disappointed and stuff but i think everybody understands in the nba when they canceled yeah. the yeah. season i think everyone was like okay, okay. Yep. yeah yeah well so. if you guys ever do make it down to la we will definitely come to the show because we are okay, super awesome. excited about it. Yeah. Super yeah. excited. But kind of piggybacking off that, how are the two of you doing? Yeah, we're, we probably should have started with like, that question. Honestly, <laughs> like, how, how are you doing? Because the whole world is on lockdown. Like, how, yeah. how are you guys doing? How are you adapting? Uh, y- you know, like, any advice or anything you want to say to people? Because, I mean, like I said, we're all, we're all in this together. Yeah. And yeah. for all the front page viewers um, – who sometimes just come into the chat and yell at us because we're sitting too close to each other. We live together. Uh, we live here in this studio. This this is and, already uh, yeah. We live here and uh, we haven't <laughs> left. We haven't left in three weeks. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, we're going fucking crazy. What does the outside world even look like anymore? <laughs> yeah, we're going yeah. crazy. Uh, yeah. So we. But but how are how are you guys doing? Paul, do you want to start us off? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, um, it's, it, to be honest, for me, it's like, you know, things are getting really bad in the UK at the moment. I think the last two, three days, you know, our, de- our death tolls has, has really skyrocketed. So it's, um, we're kind of in the eye of the storm at the moment, uh, as, you know, other countries in Europe are. So it's kind of like, it's, it's now more important than ever that, you know, t- people just take it seriously, don't go outside and, you know, I haven't, you know, I've been kind of in lockdown for the last sort of two, three weeks. Um, for me, it's kind of, it's not, it's not, it's a lifestyle that I'm not, I'm not sort of like too averse to because it's kind of like, as a writer director, you're either, you know, directing where you're out and about meeting loads of people on the go all the time, or you're writing, which is kind of self-imposed lockdown, where it is literally you wake up, you go to your desk, you write for a long t- period of time, you stay indoors. And then, you know, you exercise and fill in your, your breaks with little things and then go to bed and rinse and repeat for a, a series of weeks. So it's kind of a routine. I mean, I'm, I, I made sure that I started a new screenplay um, to give my day structure that yeah. I have, you know, every day. I have a reason to work and stuff like that. So for me, but I know a lot of my friends, it's like a total, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's a lifestyle that they're not used to at all. And, you know, they were really struggling. I think people are starting to get used to it. Mm-hmm. Um and they realize, and they just realize they have to do it. Um, most, most, most importantly. So uh, everything's good here, um, yeah. as far as my close friends and family are concerned. But um, what about you, Michelle? Yeah, I mean, I think having a project right now is incredibly important for everybody, and it doesn't matter what that looks like. It doesn't have to be a time where you're like productive and making the best of it. Like it's also fine to have days when you're just like feeling really sad and you just want to binge watch the simpsons or oh, whatever do you that. do the um, yeah i mean we we bought a house uh end of last year that's like a real fixer upper so we've just been doing like lots of house projects and it's actually been such a blessing to a have the time to both both my boyfriend and i be here and and do work on it. Um, and it gives us something to do. We also have a dog and that she's helps. been like a huge, <laughs> Oh my gosh. It's so, it's just such a nice energy to have around. It's really comforting. I mean, she's always comforting, but especially in a time like this. Yeah. I mean, as far as, far as advice, like I don't, I think we're all just doing our best. And like I said before, it's okay to feel down in the dumps um i think that that's completely normal because this is really uncharted territory and we don't know what's going to happen and anytime you you know you're facing the unknown it's a shitty feeling and it's scary and it's totally valid to to feel all those feels so yeah and we want to remind everybody watching wash your damn hands wash your damn hands just wash them just Just wash them just just a little wash just wash just a little you know, sing happy birthday That's if right. you wash them. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Okay. And speaking of washing hands, mm-hmm. uh, Garcetti sent out something, I think, today, announcing now it's also required to wear a mask if yeah. you go out. Yeah, our mayor, our L.A. mayor, yeah, announced yeah. that. You, really? Yeah, if you want to go out, you don't have to wear a mask, yeah. Which, uh, yeah, it's – it's. we talked about Where this. are you even getting masks, though? Like, uh, they, you, are, they, they, are they – 
well, they're sold out, but they said uh, yeah. in the in the the notification that went out, it was mm-hmm. just like you can use house masks, yeah, just something, just to anything cover yourself to cover up. your mouth, yeah, cover and, your mouth, and stop from spreading if you have to mm-hmm. go out to the grocery store and stuff like that. So you, yeah. could, you could make like out of fabric, you could make mm-hmm. like pretty a much. Little... Speaking okay. of in our vods, uh, Malika, who's doing our survival skills segment next and cooking bell peppers and beef for you all out of whatever's around. Uh, last week, she taught you guys how to sew. A mask from home with yeah. the supplies that you oh, have around cool. so um i'm covered because malika's awesome and does shit like that but yeah. for other people yeah. i mean whatever i guess whatever you have mm-hmm. is better than nothing or you can just be like me and not leave the house or just never leave yeah. uh. never. <laughs> some <laughs> of the leave. some of the memes are really funny about that where people are like walking around with like bras <laughs> on their faces yeah, and stuff yeah. yeah. so like the <laughs> yeah, little old man great. wearing a black song on his head yeah. great <laughs> holy shit that's a great idea yeah <laughs> that's don't a great idea why, why did you look at me like because that? you don't have a mask <laughs> look i've got one upstairs you can have it <laughs> wait what you can, okay it's no big deal we had a partnership yeah. with me undies for a while look man you're not uh, wrong we, <laughs> you know we got we got in the, the the cotton and the me oh yeah it's just real real quality, choice yeah quality. Just, uh, you know pizza quality. chef <laughs> Oh, we, need to, skin, we gotta talk know? to me undies again. There's yeah. a new business yeah. model here. Mis Chonies. Uh, during, during the apocalypse. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, so I mean oh my god. Yeah, it's been a really interesting, interesting time. But I think the thing that like the nice thing for us, being able to interview people who are, who are from all over the world, I think everybody, every country, every city, every state, they're all dealing with things differently. So I think for us it's nice to get some context from people outside of our world to see how everybody is is coping and dealing and i I know everyone every town has their own like restrictions and Mm -hmm. regulations and things that Mm -hmm. they're doing so i think it's uh i think it's really important for us to be able to again we always talk about this every day we're like we're not a new show we're not a new show in the slightest bit at all in fact too dumb (laughs) we're probably your worst source of information so you should probably find better places to get your information Uh, listen to your local leaders especially unless your local leaders are idiots then listen to somebody else but uh Listen to scientists. There you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Listen to doctors. Yeah. Like just yeah. that. Like that's all I've been doing um, is just trying to source credible <laughs> doctors who work in the fields, mm-hmm. wor- mm-hmm. working and studying um, mm-hmm. viruses and pathogens and stuff. It's like just listen. Whatever they're doing, I I'm doing. You yeah. know. Uh, yeah. I've seen this question come up a couple times in the chat room, so I, I guess I'll ask the question. Um, Again, contextual, like just to, for context of the world oh, chat room. What's this? What do you got? Uh, a lot of people are asking about season nine of Letterkenny. Oh. But because of everything that's happening, like yeah. that's probably a hard question to answer, right? Yeah, I mean, we have a season. We have a season in the bank that we shot, um, so it will be coming out. Uh, so we shot the last season that we shot. Season nine, I guess technically is. We shot it when we shoot it, uh, November into early December mm-hmm. of 2019. So that should be coming out this summer. So it will it will be coming out. Sorry, guys, my phone. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm still here. Yeah, I might have to like run and get a charger though. I didn't realize it's it was all good. Battery. Sorry, guys. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. So that will be coming out, and then the plan is to film another two seasons. Um, in August and then Damn. November again. Damn, okay. That's yeah. okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. So we got stuff to watch. <laughs> yeah, that's the plan. I mean, again, we're just we're like everybody else. We yeah. have no idea. We can't make any guarantees. Mm. We just hope that by summer we'll be able to um, film and mm. be back on a set. I don't know what it's gonna look like. Like for sure, I, re- I really don't, especially with travel. Um, but that's the hope. So yeah. Well, Fingers we, and, and toes are crossed. <laughs> we have to be on our best behavior here, but chat room, you don't. So chat, uh, why don't you go ahead, just in case uh, Michelle gets a chance to watch this later and see the chat room, uh, why don't you fill the chat with your your favorite letter Kenny quotes? Uh, just Strap so I, in. Just, just it's so going to get crazy. Just, just so I don't do it. Uh, so no. just fill the chat with your favorite letter Kenny quotes. But I think we have some other yeah. uh, news topics to talk about today, yeah. other things going on. If you guys want to stick around and join us and give your insights and, and thoughts on those things. Adam here's a real good boy and gets the, the gets the news articles ready in the morning while I'm getting tech ready. All right. Thanks, Dad. Appreciate yes. that. Thanks for that handout. Uh, really good boy. <laughs> yeah, really good. What thanks. Like I'm, your, like I'm your second dog. You're welcome. Don't touch son. me. You're welcome, Get, out here. Get out of here. Get out of here. Uh, so the Obi-Wan Kenobi series that's coming to Disney Plus at some point in the future, 
who knows when, uh, just landed a new writer. Uh, Joby Harold will be writing the show. He previously wrote King Arthur Legend of the Sword, and he also is the writer for the upcoming Zack Snyder film Army of the Dead. Um, Deborah Chow is going to be directing this whole entire series. Ooh. And episode three of The Mandalorian was pizza shit. So good. So good. So good. Um, <laughs> what are your thoughts on just the show in general? And then for our guests, have you guys had a chance to watch The Mandalorian? Or what other things have you discovered or are you watching currently that you've really enjoyed? I mean, we like yeah, we're all trapped on lockdown. Yeah. So I know, you're, be I know stuff. you're watching something. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. You're definitely watching something. Um, Michelle? I, yeah, I, I haven't watched The Mandalorian, and I'm feeling like a, an idiot. No. Because it's obviously great. <laughs> like, you guys are so It's okay. I, no, I, it's okay. I, it's okay. It's okay. Baby Yoda, right? I'm yeah. Sorry, I'm yeah. Like, I know. So I haven't, I haven't seen that. That sounds intriguing. Um, I just finished season three of Ozark, and it oh, blew yeah. my mind. Nice. Nice. I haven't watched you guys, it yet. Have you watched any Ozark? Oh, yeah. I'm... So yeah. I'm I'm from Southern Missouri, so it's like oh ooh, Southern Missouri, Northern Arkansas. So that show hits really close to home sometimes, uh, just like <laughs> Letterkenny does. And yeah. uh, <laughs> I'm all the way through season two, but Malika and I are waiting for the right moment to start season three because mm. we're gonna need you know that time. It's a big it's a big time investment. Yeah. That might be this weekend. We did Tiger King last weekend. Mm. This weekend oh, we'll do. I Oh, I haven't either. Oh, dude. I know. I need, I know. That's up next. I mean, that's up next. So, yeah, Ozark Season 3 is what I've been watching. And then I also just started, I'm late to this, but Better Call Saul. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, I'm so late to this, but I'm a huge Breaking Bad fan. Me so I'm really too. excited to get into that. I yeah, think, I haven't watched uh, it yet. What season are you on right now of Better Call Saul? Literally Season 1, Episode okay. 4. Man, so, it starts yeah. off good. But by season four, and I can't believe I'm it's saying it's four this. seasons. Oh, it's at five now. Holy but shit! At season four, <laughs> I sat there and went, "Oh shit! Did this just get better than Breaking Bad?" Ooh. Like, okay, <laughs> this is what I hear that it's better than Breaking Bad. Like wow. season four, like kicked yeah. in a whole new gear, and like season one, two, and three are really strong. But like four started, and it was just like something about it just like kept hitting on the right cylinders every episode, and I was like, "Oh fuck, this is so good!" Wow. It's one of Malik and I's favorites. Cool. It's okay, amazing. I guess so I need good. to catch up on four damn seasons of a show. Yeah, God, well, there's you know, so much stuff out there. There's yeah, so much. Wait, did you ever finish Breaking Bad? Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. We were about okay. to not be friends anymore. Good. Yeah. Do I look like uncultured swine to you? <laughs> Don't answer that question. Well, well, what about uh, you? well, you remember how Malika finished Breaking Bad, right? Yeah, she uh, Wikipedia did, right? Okay, does anyone else have oh, this problem? No. Does anyone else? Okay, so here's the thing. I love, oh, no. I love my wife. She's the best. She's up next. She'll be cooking with you all. But she does this thing. We're very <sighs> short on time here at our company. Like we're we're live all the time, and she'll do this thing where we're in the middle of a show, and and like she'll stay up late, watch an episode, I'll fall asleep. And then the next morning, I'll be talking about it. And then the next night comes, I'll be like, all right, let's start the show again. She's like, well, what do we watch this other thing? I'm like, wait a minute. What happened while I was asleep? <laughs> what the fuck happened? And then she'll eventually reveal, oh, well, I Wikipedia the, the show and I read the ending. Oh, and you know, wow. I, don't really need to, I don't really need to watch anymore. I know what happens. Oh. <laughs> That's tough. That That's tough. tough. And yeah. She, yeah. she did that right in the middle of the Gus Fring storyline, and I was just like, "What? What? You don't even get to see how that ends? The the, yeah. the buildup of that? Oh, it I hurt. how long it it's going to take her to come down here and just smack completely you. just and smack you. Yeah. Well, the next yeah. show is hers. The next show is hers. You get two hours of her. So I'll, the shade that will be thrown <laughs> at me is unimaginable. We'll be fine. Chirps are coming. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, what but about for you, Paul? Uh, for me, well, Disney Plus only just dropped here quite recently. Oh, that's right. Was, it just launched yeah, there. Yeah. Exactly. So I haven't, I mean, I've been spending a lot of money on my, on, play, on the PlayStation Store, <laughs> on the Complex as well. I bought a, a copy of that, as as should the viewers. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I haven't got around to, because I've already got Netflix and Amazon, so I, I haven't got around to getting Disney Plus yet, but it's on the to-do list, because I really want to see The Mandalorian above all else, um, for sure. Because I am, I, again, I'm a Star Wars fan. I wouldn't say I'm a super fan or anything, but I'm a Star Wars fan. So yeah, you got to be careful throwing that. that around on the internet. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. You watched in one yeah, order? Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> chill okay, out here. Okay. I enjoyed The uh, Last Jedi. Oh, hey. <laughs> I thought it was but good. At the moment, I watched, I watched, um, because uh, I was a big fan of Euphoria, which was last, last um, came out with the HBO show last year. Mm -hmm. And then I sort of saw this show on Netflix, which is called Dare Me, which is kind of like about, 
high school cheerleaders and stuff like that. So that was kind of like quite interesting. I watched that. Uh, I watched the final scene of BoJack Horseman, which nice. was amazing. So sad. Which was absolutely yeah. fantastic. <laughs> it's so sad. Um, <laughs> awesome. And I rewatched Hannibal because like, I love that show. It's so weird and twisted, but yeah. I just, I think it's awesome. Like it, the way it's shot is just absolutely spectacular. And Mads Mikkelsen is just so like, good. oh yeah, the best. so good. Good old Mads. So, Mads. So, yeah. Good old the Mads. Good old crying good old eye Mads. Mads. Yeah. Uh, but, but as far uh, Adam as the Obi Wan series, like I'm excited that Deborah Chow is is directing and showrunning the whole, which is amazing because I think yeah. one of the problems with Mandalorian is the consistency is not there. You'll have one episode that's phenomenal and the next episode that's super average, mm. and then you'll have to you know watiti come in and do one that's so good that you're just like what the fuck yeah. <laughs> uh so I, i'm a big fan of having a consistent director on a show uh like especially for a streaming service you know just yeah. to keep it tight uh yeah. so, so i'm pumped for that mm-hmm. but uh i i could care less about who's like you know like <laughs> just write something good well yeah please. you know it's like i don't uh at that point it, it, it's been in development for how long and who knows like how long years. after that like i'm not gonna get myself like worked up over like yeah. oh obi-wan's finally coming you know like, like it, yeah, it yeah. kind of depends on the tone that you're going for i guess when you're mm. choosing writers and directors because i think especially with star wars they've you know they've gone through you know thinking about the films you think about something like rogue one which tonally was something a lot darker and more serious and gritty than perhaps the other titles and then you know there was the whole thing with the han solo film that they that it didn't work out with the lego mm-hmm. movie yeah. directors so by hiring them it would indicate that initially they wanted a lighter touch on that film um and then it didn't work out for some reason so i guess by um the writer that they hired if he's worked on you know guy ritchie films um it would indicate he's quite action orientated <laughs> so that's probably the, the kind of you know that may be maybe an indicator of what they're going for or may not be an indicator of what they're going for kind of thing yeah what else you got, Adam? Uh, if, you've, just... if you've ever wanted to go to South I'll by be Southwest, right back, you sure, guys. you're great. Right Sounds back. good. If you've ever wanted to go to South by Southwest, now is a perfect opportunity because Amazon and South by are teaming up to create a virtual festival. Uh, so they haven't announced when this is going to launch exactly, but. Uh, Sometime soon when it does launch, you'll be able to use your Amazon account or sign up for a free Amazon account, and all the movies that were supposed to go to the festival will now be available to stream on Amazon. So I think what's really fun about that is for you, for everybody in the audience, you will have an opportunity to experience an amazing new slate of movies from brand new or seasoned directors in the industry. And I think it's really, really cool that Amazon is, is putting this on as well. And what they're going to be doing is they're actually going to be paying the filmmakers who participate and submit their movies to this, but they did also say that it's very possible that some filmmakers may not participate uh, if they are trying to go for some theatrical right, or, right, or right. Di- different sort of like VOD oh, I'm uh, sure acquisition. Th- I'm sure the contract negotiations through all this is absolutely crazy, like yeah. getting all this figured out. But it's really, really cool. Yeah. Like I'm pumped about this. This is some good news. The uh, Being able to share that with anyone with a Twitch Prime mm-hmm. or, or Amazon Prime. I yeah. say Twitch Prime because I'm – it's in my brain, you're, but, you're in but uh, I know, right? Uh, having just an Amazon account, being able to see these films is so cool. Yeah. Something I've hoped somebody would do for so long. Yeah, and they also they did say that the movies will hopefully have presentations with the filmmakers. So probably some sort of like a combination of a Skype or a Zoom call where they can give you behind the scenes, uh, a little behind the scenes look of how that movie was made. And I mean, I like that sort of stuff. I like yeah. being able to to experience a festival, but then also have you know one we'll call one on one time with a filmmaker where they can really talk about yeah. talk about the movie. And and I know immediately somebody in chat was like, well, not everyone has an Amazon Prime account. Well, yeah, no shit. You can sign up for you know, free. You can sign up for you don't have to have Amazon Prime the second this thing starts. Yeah. And also, it's a small price to pay for admission to a film festival. Yeah. And seeing all these movies. Instead of like, having to, like, airfare, lodging, and you something know, the like Sundance. Pass. Like, yeah. I've never been to Sundance. I've either, wanted yeah. to go for years. I've never been to Sundance. Yeah. You know, like, that's that's such an unachievable thing for so many people in the industry. And to just be like, you know what? You all can go. Let's mm. put it online. Everybody can watch the movies. I think that's really cool. Yeah. So, qu- kind of a question for everybody at the table. Um, you might have missed some. So just for context. Sorry, yeah, me just popping back in. Yeah, it's my all good. So just for context, Amazon and South by Southwest are teaming up and they're doing a virtual film festival. And anybody who has an Amazon account, whether it's Prime or free, will be able to watch all the movies that are submitted. And then on top of that, Amazon is going to pay the filmmakers who submit their, su- submit their films. So question kind of for everybody around the table. One, do you think this is a, a really great strategy for filmmakers to be able to get their films mm-hmm. uh, exposed to great audiences. Two, 
Do you think that this has the potential to maybe create a new type of film festival or evolve what traditional film festivals could become? Yeah. <laughs> I think that it's like, I think if this time has taught, or at least just started the conversation about like, oh, working from home in general for like so many different industries. Mm -hmm. And like, do we need shared workspaces in general? Um, or does it all, can a lot of it exist online and then therefore accessing so many different people all, for, all over the world? I think it's really great because even when you go to a film festival, you know, you're not seeing everything. You can't possibly, even like, especially with the short films, which is always my favorite thing to watch at, like I've only ever been to TIFF really. Mm -hmm. um, but I always love going to see the short films and then you watch them and then you can't ever find them anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Like they don't exist anywhere. And yeah. so it's, it's cool to be able to like, be like, okay, I, it's all online for me. I'm going to watch this one tonight and this one. And then I can, you know, you're not like scrambling to fit it all in or trying to like make tough choices. It really gives you access to all this amazing art um, that you might miss otherwise. So I think it's really cool. I, I kind of feel like these films should be available, even, you know, doing the actual film festival, because that's an amazing experience for so many other reasons, just mm -hmm. meeting all the people. But yeah, for film um, lovers all over the world who don't have the money or the, access or whatever it is that can't be there they should still be able to to see what people are making and for some of the smaller film festivals as well who are perhaps not a bit more underfunded than you know your sundancers and your south yeah. by southwest and your tips and so on and so forth you know this could be a huge platform to really put their festival on the map and showcase you know especially if they're you know are very specialized in a certain genre or you know a certain type of film or anything like that that it, it gives a whole scope for you know an, a worldwide audience that they perhaps wouldn't have had if they were you know just a, a physical film festival that people had to attend in person nice yeah i'm pumped i think this is great news man i'm so glad you shared this with me because yeah today sucked until then <laughs> you guys are great but today sucked until then. <laughs> i feel like we should we should like try to find a way to do some sort of like watch along or something well or... we're working on it yeah yeah i'll say we're working on it uh, allegedly but yeah, allegedly it's being worked on. I can't say any more than that, <laughs> allegedly. But um, one thing I want to say, Adam, yes. before we jump to our next topic, okay. I saw a couple people in the chat room uh, saying, like, is sub mode on? Because um, it's weird when you see that we have this many viewers, but there's not many non-subs talking. So I want to encourage everyone who's watching from the front page, hop over into the chat room, join the discussion, join the conversation. This is live content. We are here Monday through Friday at 1 p.m. and then we go live. I mean, we actually started at 11, but our little cookie boy this morning had to go yeah. to the dentist, which sucks having to go to the dentist in the middle of all this. Whew. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Yeah. Uh -uh. I thought that was an option, but I yeah. guess, yeah. That's, that's, a, that's, a, big, a, that's a big bag of nope for me there. So, yeah. uh, you know, we're here all day, every day, Monday through Friday, yeah. and uh, we'd love for you to hop in the chat, join us, talk, uh, the Hyper Fam. Yeah. We have programming all day long. So please, just, just hang out, have a good time. Challenge for you in the chat room. Tell us. What's your new favorite show and or game or Ooh. movie that you've discovered since camp or since social isolation? Yeah. Or social ours. distancing. Ours. <laughs> yeah, ours, ours. Our social distance is better than <laughs> yours. Uh, but what's your next topic, there, uh, boss? So I think this will probably be the topic we wrap out on. Uh, there was a Comic-Con, Comic-Con International. They made a statement about San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, they, took, they took quite a while to announce that WonderCon was being postponed. And Comic-Con, San Diego Comic-Con being one of the biggest conventions in the world, we're still sort of waiting to see and find out. And they mm -hmm. made an announcement basically mm -hmm. saying that like, we know we haven't made any sort of like official announcements about whether or not we're going to postpone or cancel the event. We're monitoring the situation. We're waiting to see kind of what happens. Meanwhile, a bunch of games and movies, like they just announced today, I think it's like Top Gun, A Quiet Place. Um, the few other things have are constantly shifting dates and pushing to either the, the uh, end of the year or all the way into 2021. And I think everybody's kind of looking at San Diego Comic-Con going, are you really going to wait this long to pull the trigger? Oh, of course they are. Discouraging the, over 200,000 people from I congregating into a little convention center? It's probably not just them, though. Yeah. It's probably also the entire city that's lobbying them like, oh, my God, please keep yeah. it. The amount of bars and local businesses that survive only on Comic-Con. Comic-Con, yeah. That, that city is so quiet. And then you go for Comic-Con, you're like, this is it. This yeah. is literally their uh, income for the year. Yeah. And I'm sure there's a lot of lobbying going on from the local, you know, uh, businesses to keep it mm -hmm. up. 
I did see you put them on blast this morning, though, right after they tweeted it. Uh, I did? Didn't you, like, tweet out, like, just cancel it already? 100%. I'm from San Diego. I don't need any more people getting sick at home. Yeah. Come I get on. That. I get that. <laughs> God but, damn it. You know, I, I feel like it's a complex issue. And it's it probably is. a really tough call. Cause it is. I just imagine all of those local businesses that will just disappear yeah. if it doesn't happen. Yeah, for sure. So question for, for, for you guys. I'm sure you guys have been to conventions before. You know, you were talking about going to TIFF and stuff like that. At what point do you think you personally will feel comfortable going back out into uh, any sort of like event type of space? I mean, we even talked about something as simple as going to the movies. I will probably wait a couple weeks before I feel fully comfortable going out. But I mean, for you guys, when you're doing something like a tour and you're dealing with 2,000 people potentially a day, you know, at what point do you, do you think you'll feel comfortable going back out? I mean, I don't know. I don't know how this is all going to play out if, if it's going to be like we're all in, you know, quarantine, isolation. Mm. And then it's like, today's the day, everybody, like, hit the streets. Like, is that how it's going to happen? Yeah. Or like, mm, we, yeah. is it like a, a phase in? I think I'm just going to like, I don't know. I'm Canadian, so I like really trust my government. <laughs> so I'm just going to like. <laughs> what the fuck is that like? <laughs> what? Tell me what to do. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Can we talk about this unicorn? <laughs> Whoa. Oh, bomb dropped. Clip it. <laughs> we have to document this. I, now I have so many questions. <laughs> I know, I know. I mean, okay. Like I, I'm really impressed with the way that Justin Trudeau is handling uh, this crisis. Mm -hmm. Obviously, like, you know, there are certain things in any government where you're kind of like, what the fuck? But this particular one, I think they've done a bang up job. And I just, mm -hmm. I'm just going to like, kind of, yeah, like I said earlier, I'm just going to follow the scientists lead. And whenever they say, but I think for my own like anxiety, you're, you're probably I'd like, I feel the same way. Like, I'll probably be really nervous, probably won't put myself in like highly social situations right away. It'll also be like weird seeing people. I'll have yeah. like super bad social anxiety. Do I hug you? Do I elbow yeah. you? As, a, as, a, as an introvert, that's just normal life for me. <laughs> we run, we live here and run this studio. This yeah. is not much different than our usual life. And anytime a convention's coming up, and it's just like, oh, God, I don't want concred. Ah, why? Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. get sick either way. Yeah. And you are right about yeah. that. Like concred's already a thing at San Diego. I yeah. can't even imagine. Yeah, you're the getting sick just from concrete, like an and then on top of that, there's yeah. like this virus that's out there, and it's like, oh no, yeah. let's yeah. not spread this again, please. <laughs> uh, well, what? and exactly because that's the thing, right? It's like so we go out in the world, and then it flares up again, and then we all have to go back into quarantine. Like mm -hmm. that is also a concern. Well, yeah, I think in Hong Kong, there's already start starting to be a second wave once they started getting things back into you know normal life, and now it's you know people are getting sick again. I think. You know, I guess you're not you're not gonna completely stamp it out until there is a vaccine developed, and that's like months and months away. Um, but I do think, yeah, I think you guys are right that there will be a point before next year when the vaccine comes out that people will trying to start, you know, getting society back up and running. So mm. yeah, it's we'll it's see. it's wild and it's rough because a lot of our income comes from cons. Mm. I mean, in the summer, some mm. of our biggest gigs are running live events for conventions, meeting fans at conventions, and doing all that kind of stuff. So, thinking that the whole convention center like summer could be canceled yeah. is just. It's, it's the wild. con industry. The con industry. Yeah. You know, and how how will that change things? I mean, ReadPop already has ReadPop and San Diego Comic Con. Uh, for those that don't know, run most of the conventions in the United States. Yeah. And I feel like this is unfortunately like all those other small cons. I don't know how they come back from this. Right. And it's going to allow those two companies to create an even bigger hold. It might even allow ReadPop to take over San Diego Comic Con if they're not careful. You know, like <laughs> it's one of the last ones that's separate, but. It's it's wild. It's crazy to think about. Yeah. Um, and it's probably one of those things that only, like, I know we talk about it in L.A. a lot because conventions are so much of people's income out here. Yeah. And I, I do wonder how normal people at home, like, how does it affect you? Do you, are you, did you have plans to go to conventions? And, you know, now you're like, even ones that haven't been canceled yet. Like, do you have San Diego Comic-Con hotels are you ready did you get through the lottery yeah. and are you now thinking about not going and that's the big thing about these big conventions is like it's a process for people like there's a lottery with tickets there's a lottery with hotels yeah. so i can't even imagine like how much stress that puts on a regular person who's not even a part of the con is just going as a guest yeah to have to like take all those things into consideration but yeah, yeah. well that's actually it's two o'clock it is that went really fast 
That did. That went really <laughs> fast. Very quick. Yeah. Uh, huge, huge shout out to our guests today. Yes. Uh, Michelle and Paul, you're both amazing individuals. Oh, thank you guys so much for sticking around with uh, thank us you. two dummies. No, you guys are awesome. Thank you yeah. so much for having us. And, and yeah. you know, it really means means a lot when, you know, that, that, that the complex resonated with you guys and that you really, you know, you want to support it in the way of having us on. It was uh, fun. And have it people really stare fun. at our faces for, yeah, for an hour. So, no, that means so much. And, you know, I love what you guys are doing, honestly. Um, you know, to, to, to provide entertainment and, you know, content, you know, every single day for hours on end to people in a situation like this. That's really cool. That's really, really cool. And, you know, we really, really appreciate you guys. Well, thank you, thank you guys uh, so much. Coming up next uh, upstairs is Malika. She's going to be cooking bell peppers and beef. Come learn how to cook. It's the perfect time. You got nothing else to do. Don't lie to me. She's a great teacher. <laughs> um, so don't go anywhere. Chat room, I'm looking at you. Don't go anywhere. Stay. It's we Don't will you make this dare move. We will make this switch so fast. There's you won't no even one else. Notice. There's no one else working here. I have to get up, run to a computer, switch things over, check the audio, get everything. Don't go anywhere. I'm gonna do this as quick as I can. So stay right where you are. Thank you guys so much. Stick around, everybody. Woo! Thanks, guys. <laughs>